Meanwhile, in the pod cave. Welcome back to another edition of the Podmen. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. Uh, I'm Alex. <laughs> All right, another enthusiastic right. episode. Uh, second episode of the year, episode number one hundred and twenty-six. I noticed that when we were <clears throat> when we had the. Uh, uh, the production crew upload the the first video of the year, the first video kind of back in this. It was episode number one hundred and twenty five. Can you believe that, guys? Whoever thought we would get no. this far? Jesus Christ, that's impressive. <laughs> what's What's more impressive is, is if somebody's listened to the episodes, to all the episodes. If anybody's <clears throat> made it past like twelve. Uh, well, I will, I will say that well, Podman Ron said he listened to the last episode, which was more than I, I did. did. <clears throat> so that's great. That's great. <laughs> I'd like really to say enjoyed. that in our the, our first episode, I was still 15 years old. Um, so all the listeners <laughs> are stuck with us all the way through. Is that a true um, statement? A lot of that's a true statement. Wow, a lot of maturity has happened in those in those formative years. Uh, Age-wise, um, I would say yes. Out. Emotional, intelligence-wise, debatable. Probably Ouch. not. Probably a real point there somewhere. Well, the fact that he got out and and we were able to pull him back in. I know. I know. (laughs) Means something went wrong. College changes a man. (laughs) But but if if uh, with all uh, you know, kind of uh, kidding around with Alex. I mean, you you have changed. I mean, you were a huge uh, flash. Person, right? You love to flash people. No, you were a, you were a huge flash aficionado, and are you still that? Uh, I, I have to say, um, in terms of the TV show, no. I keep up with the book, but that that is the extent of my flash knowledge at this point in my in my age, in wow. my youth. Wow, that show right. kind of went off the rails for me a little bit. Not going to lie. I'm sorry, Pop Maron. I know you love it, but. It's just not for me anymore. I do love it. I well, love the out, fuck out of it. He outgrew it. <laughs> he outran it. I, I, out, I outgrew the CW. Who would have thought? Well, hey, speaking of the CW, we got a little news. That's right. Another new CW show coming up to kind of replace Arrow in the Arrowverse. So number one. And Black, Supergirl. And, and Supergirl. Black <laughs> and Black Lightning. So number one, Brian, you were the one that broke the news on the uh, uh, with the Podmen here. Can we call the Arrowverse the Arrowverse anymore? And what is this new show? Yeah. Uh, well, the new show is Superman and Lois. We've known it's coming, but a trailer dropped today. Uh, and it premieres February 23rd. Wow. So, uh, right around the corner. Right around the corner. Yeah, I don't know that we can call it the the Arrowverse anymore uh, since it's canceled. And I guess Flash is their anchor show. Uh, but I got to be we only got like one season left of The Flash, and it's going to be gone. So, 
Yeah, Arrowverse is slowly dwindling out. HBO, HBO Max is putting it out of business. What about uh, Stargirl? Does any not not? I want to get back to Lois and Clark, but Stargirl. Did anybody yeah. really get uh, into that? Because I, I watched I did. a few I, episodes. I enjoyed that show. It looked pretty that good. Show, yeah, it was pretty That's good. A solid show. That, was, that was a solid show. I like that show. All right, it's good. I didn't like the teenification of the Justice Society. I would have much rather seen a little more uh, of the original JSA. Uh, you know, inter, you know, passing the baton on. A little less Dawson's Creek Justice Society. So, but it was good, but it's, yeah. Uh, more, I guess ca- any, more karate fights is what you were looking for. More karate fights. It needs about 100% more karate fights. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get a, a little bit of karate fight with uh, Lois and Clark. So, Brian, uh, again, you were the one that broke the trailer to us. Uh, give us a little bit of a breakdown to it. it, it people are saying it has a cinematic feel to it, a, a great vibe. Uh, did you feel like this is going to be something different, or is this uh, basically the same template of a CW DC superhero script, except for they erased uh, you know uh, uh, Barry Allen and put in Clark Kent? Well, they're they're not based in like the same room of Star Labs for every episode, right? So, <laughs> so you uh, so there's that. The, the production value is better. At least they said the first episode it's going to be a two hour premiere. Wow! Uh, and it's it's a little more Smallville, right? It almost even looks like the Smallville farm. Lois and Clark have left Metropolis, uh, and they have like uh, teenage sons. So there's the assumption that there's been some sort of time jump. Uh, he's wearing the classic. Superman costume, not the kind of wonky Superman costume he's had okay. uh, in Supergirl. But uh, uh, it looked really good. It, it did seem a lot more, uh, it seemed like they were trying to pay homage or, or kind of tap into that vibe. When the first Superman movie, the Brian Singer Superman movie came out, you know, at Comic-Con 15 years ago, and there were reports people were crying, you know, after watching the trailer. Uh, it's, it seems like it's trying to tap into some of that. Uh, but it's the, the, the trailer is all, uh, from what I can tell at the farm outdoors being filmed, like it's them, you know, uh, so, uh, just the fact that they're filming stuff outside is, is refreshing when you think about <laughs> 70% of, Labs, of yeah. a, yeah, 70% of a flash episode is in, is in star labs. So yeah, it, it, and it did. It felt uh, a little more panoramic in the shots and uh, a little more cinema, uh, uh, little more of a cinema better? feel to it. Better. A little more better. Uh, now, a little Pod- more better. Now, Podman Ron, uh, since it appears to be you're the only uh, last uh, Flash man standing here, uh, tell us a little bit about how Superman fits into the, the multiverse of Flash. Is he in the same universe as the flash that we know and love or is he in a different one you know what i, I honestly i don't remember, no one remember. Right. I can answer that. I'll, I'll open that I up to the floor it. okay brian yeah in crisis on infinite earth uh, all the earths were collapsed into one as always. that was the that's uh, right that's right they were collapsed into one that. earth so uh yeah and i guess the question is is there a time jump or is there something screwy with where these kids came from Gotcha. But because uh, it doesn't really look like Lois and Clark have aged, so all right. So so we're going to well, have Lois and Clark and 
Flash and Black Lightning and Star Girl? Question mark. What what does what does the DC TV universe look like nowadays? I feel like CW is winding down winding in lieu of uh, HBO Max, right? So because HBO Max, we got the GCPD show coming out. We have Lantern Core show coming out. Um, and these they've said that what they that they're planning to have um, four movies a year or four DC projects a year on max launching. Now I'm thinking some of that's probably going to be the Warner archive or the Warner animated stuff. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I got a feeling they can't, they can't produce all this content for HBO max without taking some of the producers and writers and everything off of the CW. Gotcha. And, so. and uh, Podman Ron, how do again, I, I keep throwing it back to you because you seem to be, you know, uh, one of the, uh, you know, last people watching these shows. Uh, how does that feel? Are you okay with them kind of breaking apart what you've loved about the Arrowverse or Flashverse or whatever verse? Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's all good things. You know, it would it'd be nice. I feel like with the Superman show, they're they are still continuing it, but it does seem like they're winding down and they're kind of. I don't know how much uh, love they're they're going to give to this. Lois and Clark. I mean, it seemed like it was really big uh, promos back when they announced it, and but things just kind of dropped off the last few months. Like all of a sudden, this this trailer is back. But I think uh, Brian's right in the point that they're putting all their cards on HBO Max, and they're just kind of winding this down. So I think they're just kind of tossing this out here and saying, "Oh well, if it sticks, it sticks." And if but they <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, I'm just saying, yeah, uh, but I guess they could transfer it over to the HM, HBO shows, but, you know. I think the HBO stuff will have its own machine behind it. I don't, I don't think it's going to be, they're, they're going to want to play ball with C, uh, CW stuff. However, right. I think what's going to happen, <clears throat> or they can have their cake and eat it too, because they can put it on Max, and then uh, after six months, air it on <clears throat> CW if they want there to. There you go. So. And, and, you know, for, forgive me, uh, uh, Alex, I want to bring you into this because, uh, you know, you were – we just got through talking about, you know, you're, you're the youngest of the pod men here, uh, all, you know, just graduating from pod boy to pod man. Uh, and uh, so the, the youngest demographic here, I completely forgot about Batwoman. Uh, <laughs> have you even Which watched actually, yeah. Has Wait, anybody watched Batwoman? It premiered this that, week, yes. and none of us watched it. Right. It did? Yes, yeah. with, a, with new, uh, new Batwoman. Well, that's news to me. <laughs> news to me. Well, there, you kudos hear it first. That's why you listen to kudos, the Batman. Kudos to whoever's playing the new Batwoman. Um, I'm sure it'll be canceled after this season because uh, that show is awful. Um, and I thought it already did get canceled, so I'm surprised to hear it's still on the air. <laughs> very surprised um but i think overall i think the cw verse or arrow verse whatever i feel like it was hitting people my age especially when it came out like i remember everyone in high school was watching them and everything and i just feel like the audience that it once had matured and just doesn't really care anymore and i don't think newer teenagers and stuff like that they're gonna get into it as much as like the marvel disney plus shows or even like the HBO Max shows or even like just random Netflix stuff. Like, I don't think they're going to be appealed as much as we were, especially because, you know, kids, kids 
just don't give a shit. Wow, <laughs> kids don't point. give a shit anymore. Especially DC. <laughs> you know, DC hasn't stuck the landing in like most things. And so everyone's True. hopping on the marble train. And I just don't think the CW with shows like Stargirl and Batwoman have enough staying power for young teenage boys. Maybe the teenage girl audience is great, but knowing comic books, it's most, you're trying to get mostly guys. And I just don't think they're hitting that market where it needs to be hit, but maybe they will. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they will. I mean, it sounds almost like, uh, it sounds like Alex, you're almost saying that uh, they need a rebirth. Did I hear the word can I, rebirth? Can, I, oh, can yeah. I just say one? Can I just say one more thing about that Superman trailer? Always something else to say. One, one well, last, you thing. know, one last thing is they were talking about how cinematic it was. I, I didn't find it was cinematic at all. I, it looks look normal. It, it compared to narrative, the way the, the way he and the the way he was just reading and talking, it was like so like he was just. So monotone, not like, eh, they handed him a script and he phoned it in from home. I mean, it was just. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. he knows where it's all heading toward. <laughs> it was terrible. I mean, I was like, oh, man, this, I mean, it's got some interesting concepts. I like the idea of him having two teenage sons. So it's kind of something they've never done before. And and I don't know if, Brad, you remember this. I know Alex and uh, Brian do, but before, you know, they had the one baby. And then the crisis happened, and all of a sudden, after crisis, they had two kids. So crisis created another kid for them. So it's going to be interesting to see, okay, you know, I'm sure one of the kids is going to be good, one of the kids is going to be bad, something something ah. to that effect. But or Com- comic, book, uh, comic book writers love for superheroes to mysteriously have children, and we'll get into that in our next segment. But, Brian, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I think it would be cool if, because clearly the kids, the, the one thing you see in the trailer is uh, the kids who are like, you know, 15 don't realize that their dad's Superman. Oh. So that he kept well, the secret from the kids. So to what Ron's saying, one of them could resent the fact that, that he didn't know, right? Like if you had the trouble yeah, team, yeah. that kind of thing. Or, well, but I, I thought it would be cool as well is because, uh, you know, at some point it's going to be when do they get their powers, right? Yep. When do they come right. in their powers? I thought it would be cool to, to dust off the old Superman red and blue, like yeah. uh, that sort of concept with the sons. So you know, well, you know, I kind of like. Favorite, yeah, go ahead, no, go ahead, Ron. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead, Alex. Go, go, go. Uh, I thought a great theory for this show would be if, like, one of the, one of the kids is like a jock and like super cool and like more like Superman of the two, more Boy Scout, and the other one's like a nerdy, like like scientist type. And I think the twist should be that Lois had an affair and slept uh-huh. with Lex. And, of course. and that's, that's a part of well, the show. I think dark. that'd be great. <laughs> actually, so she was pregnant with what, both children at the same time? Yeah, <laughs> that sperm. Well, that's, that sperm was That's everywhere. what I was kind of going, that's what I was about to say, but I like Alex's take, except the lowest sleeping around. But <laughs> I like Alex's take, but I was going to go with the way they did Superboy right. back in the comic books where he was a clone of Clark and Lex Luthor. So... This this could be some way uh, Lex is involved. Can, so yeah. basically, Lex he, Lex could know. You know, if he knows that Lois is is married to Superman, right? Or if he figures it out, then he could have messed with the DNA. He could have screwed with her while she was pregnant, and but didn't realize she was pregnant with twins. 
And so whatever he did to her affected one of the eggs, but not both of the eggs. Right. See, I like the I idea think, of one think, being a nerd and one being a jock. That's a good idea. But go ahead. Alex. See, but I think it'd be I think it'd be even it'd be even better if like Lois slept with like John Cryer, Lex Luthor from from the CW. Ugh. I think that I think hot, that would so be hot. how would he land that? Hot. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that that would just be a mm. twist. I mean. Just the sheer twist. flashback to that scene would just be immaculate. <laughs> <That's laughs> Get it, Good Lord. Get Go back to your Pornhub, son. <laughs> let me, <laughs> let, let me write these shows, yeah, that's dark. I can make this, I think I can make this the, the Days of Our Lives equivalent of a superhero. Just wait. Am I going to have to write some hear porn the, music now? I can hear the lotion pumping as Alex was giving his pitch. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, I think God. I think I know what this going to happen. Uh, and then, and then he finds out John Cryer. Okay, was a nerd. What's a job? What's <laughs> a nerd? What's a scientist? God. All right. Well, where I was trying to go to until, unfortunately, Podman Ron led us to this dark, dark, dank alley. Sorry, I was just trying to point out that it was a shitty trailer. But <laughs> yeah, let's just leave. So I was trying to say that as birth and rebirth, uh, Brian, you also uh, sent us a little something about Marvel going through. Uh, another heroes reborn. Uh, so yes, yes. So every few years, Marvel and DC decide to redo something. New Fifty Two, Future State, Multiverse, Reborn. Is Rob Leefield coming back? Dark. What's going on here? Death Metal. <laughs> yes. So, well, DC at least stuck to the continuity for ten years, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least about eight. About eight years. <laughs> yeah. About eight. Well. But Marvel, how many times has Marvel re, uh, done a rebirth in the past eight years? Like five times? You know, yeah. yeah I, lost, I lost count after uh, Marvel now, the second Secret time. Wars is like the last big one. Uh, Marvel's continuity has at least stayed somewhat consistent, but like not really. But Heroic like Age, Marvel now. Um, yeah, but Marvel yeah. Now is different. Marvel Now is just like a, it wasn't a continuity switch. It was more of just like we're changing up how these characters operate. And just like their world. Here's the thing, though. Like Cyclops uh, becoming a domestic terrorist. See, you know. DC, their their fix for this is saying everything counts. So if you like that continuity, it is it is now canon. You know, um, uh, the stuff that you didn't like, we're probably never going to reference again. But if you liked it, great. You know, whatever. But uh, the, the, DC's doing it now to where they can pick and choose the most popular storylines and say they're canon. And try to make everybody happy. You know, well, uh, what's Marvel doing? The, what's what's uh, the Marvel Reborn? Uh, we don't know. It's it's they've just announced Marvel Reborn will start after this new Phoenix Saga garbage. Uh, we and, and that's the thing. We just had this Phoenix Saga thing <laughs> I know, three years I, ago. Yeah, I don't know why they're doing Phoenix Saga again. And then the last one was terrible too. Phoenix should only be Jean Grey. It shouldn't be everybody and their brother. I mean, that's that gets kind of old. Oh wow, we get to see. Wolverine with a Phoenix emblem on, or Captain America with a Phoenix emblem. Who gives a fuck? Well, I mean, do we have a do we have a theory of who Marvel's new Phoenix will be? They have promised us that we will have a new one at the end of the story. Who will it be? It'll be Shuri from Black Panther. Uh, nobody nowhere. 
I was like, thinking, I was thinking Janet Van Dyne. I'm putting my money on Janet Van Dyne. Jesus becoming Christ! Wow, <laughs> she's so. I hard. don't know, but I'm putting, <laughs> I'm putting it down. Put no, down. You just it'll wait. be. Uh, I'll tell you, it'll be. It'll be Captain Marvel. No, she was on. They just released the cover, and she's on the cover. So of like the mysterious Phoenix person. So I don't think yeah, it's her. She's, isn't she getting into the mystic arts or something like that? Yeah, she is now the Sorcerer Supreme. Who oh is? My God, Captain Marvel. Oh, hey, you, you have sex and give birth to a full-grown man, you can be Sorcerer Supreme. That's fine. <laughs> who, who is your son? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, who's, who's, uh, the father's, yeah, yeah, it's a loop. It's a, it's a snake eating itself. <laughs> Close that loop. Chapter, uh, Captain Marvel's sex life is a closed loop. <laughs> God. Ugh, well, gross. Either that or I think Storm. I'm thinking Storm. Jeremy uh, Dimer Storm. I, I think it's going to be Wiccan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That's a good uh, – any other news before we transfer over to uh, – move over to TV stuff, speaking of witches? Any other news, Brian? Uh, I'm looking back through the uh, our, our minutes, uh, stuff we talked about for the show, just really quickly perusing it. Uh, talk about yourself. Oh, the fact there – well, this is, this is going to fall into Wanda. I think we're good. <laughs> okay, well, let's go to TV. <laughs> And as Brian already said, uh, the big TV show that premiered last week, WandaVision. Two episodes, Disney Plus, Vision's back in black, glorious, black and white. Podman Ron, did you sit and watch this with your mother and she thought it was a regular old sitcom from the 50s? Uh, I, I got to watch WandaVision through the eyes of an 87-year-old woman who looked confused the whole time she was watching huh? it. She oh. had no idea what the hell was going you on. You didn't just say it was be, a sequel to Bewitched? Well, after the second episode, she went, what was all that? That was her direct quote. Which, what was all that? In Gangi's words, that's kind of like a a, a PMR rating of one. I don't think she said that. <laughs> she, I don't that think she said that. that. It was more of a dat. Dat. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, that was, what was all that? What was all that about? It sounds like she liked it. Uh, no, she didn't. Oh. She did not like it. Oh, I, just keep, hey, keep telling her Eddie Murphy's going to show up in episode three. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be wearing a suit or something. It's going to be wacky. <laughs> so, uh, so what did admit, you think? I was, you know, I like, I like the look of it. I like what they're doing. I like the way they're going. But I think it was a little bit too much of the, the TV, the classic, the. What? I know there, there's a there's a plan. I know I get it. I, there's a Who plan of this? it, but, but but at the same time, it's only nine episodes, and we just burned two of them. Right. <laughs> it was just it, it seemed yeah. There was nothing. I mean, I know we got a little bit of a taste of the nefarious thing going on in the background, but that was it. It was just and that was second episode, and it it was just long. It just felt like oh god, you know how much more of this bad jokes that we're going to have to sit through. You know, I, I think that could have been like 15 minutes or 20 minutes and then give you 10 minutes of what the hell's going on, you know, in terms of what's going on on the real world, you know, who's watching them, all that. 
just something. I mean, it just it was very very long, and the first episode was just like, okay, this is amusing. First ten minutes, amusing. The rest of it's a little bit like, okay, and then the second episode, you're like, okay, I'm sure it's going to be different from the first. We're going to get a little. We're going to get some more. We're going to realize who. We're going to see Darcy or some of these other people, Jimmy Woo, or see some of these people. But, but what we ended up seeing was, yeah, we're, Alex, we're, we're seeing a second episode. So. Alex, can you believe what you're hearing? Uh, other than uh, Brian and I, I guess, you, you've known Podman Ron the longest. You've actually known, you know, you've probably, you've known him the least amount of time. How does that feel? Yeah, I was going to say it's that. It's right? <laughs> a blessing in disguise. Let me just tell you, Brad. All right. Well, because but he's got a much a much higher dose of PMR. Yeah, yeah. You could probably say dose that. Of PMR. Very concentrated oh, dose. Yeah. They have a vaccination oh, wow. for that. You got to get two shots. Damn. It's a rich dose. Uh, yeah. so, so considering that, Alex, how do you feel hearing PMR talk about such lukewarm filming feelings about a vision show that is mocked up like a, uh, a 1950s sitcom. I mean, this should be, he should be floating. He should be as excited about this as Superman's twin boys. Right. Let, let me tell you, Brad, this is not unexpected for the 20 years of my <laughs> life that this man has been my father. Did he just flip flop on you? Him- I have never once heard him say a positive thing about the vision in these, like in the modern 20 years. I don't think I've ever heard an ounce of it. It's always complaining. He doesn't care for it. It has to be 1985 vision or nothing else. He is stuck in his ways. You're damn right. He has a vision. And also, I also know that my father does not stand for anything artsy or anything that tries to go against the mold at all. So not only combining a character that he doesn't like in a style that he does not like either. I love the vision. What are you talking about? This is a a disaster from the beginning. I mean, you have a slow-burning Marvel TV show when he used to Captain America picking up Mjolnir and Iron Man flying around the sky. He needs those karate fights, I'm telling you. The most exciting thing that happened in these the most exciting thing that happened in these two episodes was a guy in a beekeeper suit coming out of a sewer drain. That was absolutely that was about it. I was like, I don't need I don't even know if my father's gonna make it through these two episodes. (laughs) You're saying Gabe had to wake him up. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. But on my opinion, I think the two episodes were Utterly fantastic. Um, I love the pacing of the show. He's back. I I love the pacing of the show. I think it's going slow. I think Elizabeth Olsen Olsen is killing it. I think her performance is becoming, is very nuanced and it's very dramatic and has a lot of of, um, uh, subnuance in there a little bit. I would say, I would say, you can see a lot. After I've seen, I went back and watched the episodes again, and you can see a lot just in her eyes. I mean, her eyes are really showing this kind of void that she doesn't even really know what's going on. Stalker. It's some great acting. Yeah, yeah that's creepy. I'll say, you can I'll see the camera the, reflected. The production design, it's great. The costumes are great. The, the, the scripts are fantastic. Everything They're about wearing the show costumes? Is, are you kidding me? They haven't got to that episode yet. great. And... I, I will not stand for any foolishness regarding its its notoriety. Thank wow. you uh, and good night. 
I'm shocked. Brian, please, Brian, jump in here. Help us out. Is, yeah, is this a show worth watching? I mean, it's worth watching, but it's it's gotten off to a, a weak start. I mean, uh, I was trying to go through and go, okay, well, other than, you know, what are they showing us that should have been like, oh, Easter egg kind of stuff. Uh, and even those were pretty lame, the like the uh, the toaster, yeah. which did you guys get the toaster, what it was supposed to be? The bomb? Yeah, the bomb. The bomb, right, the bomb that – and then the second episode was a nod to – the commercial was a nod to Struker, right? So the commercials are kind of telling you t- – taking you through her, her history, right? Right. Uh, right. The the beekeeper coming out of the, uh, the sewer grate, you know, everybody seems to think that's a nod to advanced idea mechanics. Right, right. Aim because their suits kind of look like a uh, aim suits. Um, the one that I didn't get that I did pick up online was, you know, in episode two when there was the booming and they said oh, it's just a branch. Well, right after that, that's when um, Monica Rambeau showed up. Ah, so, man. so my thought is, and she found the helicopter in the bush, right? So, and Monica is a pilot an Air Force pilot. So this kind of goes into my whole theory stuff around what's happening. Um, I will say, after my rant last week about Marvel copying every goddamn DC story out there, it dawned on me while I'm watching these episodes <laughs> that they've once again copied uh, a famous DC story. Oh, right? God, why? Why? What they copy? For the man who has everything. Ah, because he's so, dreaming or whatever. Because yeah, what what Wanda's sure. basically she's ba- it's basically the Black Mercy and Mogul for the man who has everything, right? She's trapped in her own like paradise. So probably what happened, you know, she came, uh, she was raised in like a uh, a um, uh, you know quasi Russian sort of uh, or the Russian type of right. Yeah, so that's probably the TV they she's had. That's probably the she TV they had a was horror. right. Uh, I love Lucy and Bewitched and all, so that's probably her oh, mind oh, making these connections, right? Through these old TV shows, that's probably right. your, how she learned English, right? right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that that's the connection there. The question is, who's putting her through it, right? Is it AIM, right? Is it Ultron? You know, I, you know who it is. It's herself. So. Is it herself, right? Is it her herself? Uh, but but here's the thing, though. If if it's herself, how do you explain Monica? Because the thought would be if she's in a place being captured or if she's in a place and there's some sort of field effect around her where she's right. warping this, Monica, Monica could have crashed her helicopter and now been pulled, sucked into her delusion. Right? Monica's probably a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Because or a yeah, sword, sword. possible sword agent, yeah. Sword but, agent. but that's the idea. So. Was that's what they were. That's what the theory was. The booming and the crash was her crashing the helicopter, and then getting pulled. That into, makes sense. Yeah, that's... getting pulled into Wanda's delusion, right? Um, but I thought it would also be cool if you wanted to get you know kind of a, a deeper cut, because uh, you even see when they're in the grocery store, they make a reference to Bova, right? Um. But you can even say it has something to do with Wondergore and High Evolutionary. Like wow. she's like it's happening on Mount Wondergore. 
I mean, they could do that, but I don't know if they'd want to, you know, throw all that in at once. I, I think they're going to tie more into Doctor Strange, and I think it's going to be more. Alex could be right but about Doctor, but that's the thing: Doctor Strange and Wonder Gore. Well, that's not necessarily a bad fit. Right, it makes sense. But but no, but I think the more logical place to go is Mephisto. I mean, yeah, I, I mean that. I did some I did some research. Um, or uh, Dormammu. The, Bless you. Or Dormammu. It could be that. But I did some research. Um, me, me and Podman Ron were on the phone the other night, and I uh, saw something about the WandaVision minis- miniseries from 1985. So I went and took a gander and read the whole thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it's. It's pretty much kind of it's kind of that story and kind of not. I mean, the whole premise of that story is that Wanda kind of has this like family life around her. I mean, she has Agnes, she has that weird cow lady, she's got um, uh, her name's Boba. Uh, yeah, have some respect. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> respect her um, respect. She's, she's, got, she's got Wonder Man and Quicksilver and Vision. Oh, she and had Wonder Man, all right. <laughs> she had. And, <laughs> and so, but it's like, and we find out through the story, Wanda has these kids, and then years later, we find out they're like parts of Mephisto's soul that like she used to create them and stuff. It's all really weird. The point I'm trying to make is that it's obviously that's the route they're going. I mean, we know she's going to have kids in the show. We know they're going to be twins. And so, obviously, she's definitely, she's drained something, and Dr. Strange has to get involved somehow. And right. why it could be Dormammu, and that'd be way easier and way more simplistic to do since they already introduced the character. More likely, you're probably going to get Mephisto, which could lead us to Ghost Rider and all these other things coming into MCU, which people would love. And I just think would that... They? I, I, I would, would love a Ghost, I like Rider. Ghost Rider. I would love Nick Cage to come back as Ghost Rider, you know? I would not like that. I, I would love that. <laughs> no, I would not like that. Uh, but, you know, but, I just, there's, there's some there's some hints I think that that are directly uh, tied to that nineteen eighty five comic, especially if you look at the behind the scenes uh thing that they released where there's a poster of Wonder Man in the back shot. So obviously that character might be showing up in some way or some form. And then we know there's chance that Quicksilver's showing up. So basically what I'm saying is I think it's more of a ripoff of that comic book. And uh, with the little spin of the 25th Division <laughs> series than anything, and of course House of M as well. Yeah, yeah I think they so, just made, put it all together in a blender and and made the story out of all. Let me of see how. Yeah, let me see how this sits with you, because I think I feel strongly the the villain of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is going to be Wanda. She's going to be the villain of that movie. So. So that's why I'm thing. saying I think she's the one that's doing it. I think it's a red herring. I don't think it's going. intentional, though. Who, I don't think it's intentional. No, that she's no doing. I think she's lost her mind. I think she's being. I think but, she's being used, and it's causing her to lose her mind. I think she's being used. And it's causing her to lose her mind. However, uh, Vision isn't there. Vision is dead. Vision is inert. Right until we do something with the Mind Stone, Vision's dead. So I think what's going to the crescendo of this is going to be her realizing. In a Seinfeld type episode, hmm. that that a vision's dead, and then she loses it, and then goes, you know, that was the final like link in the chain. Her sanity was holding on to this illusion because she she wanted to create a world where the vision was still alive. And once she's confronted with the the fact that vision is actually dead, she breaks. 
rips open the multiverse trying to find a version of the multiverse where he's still alive. So. All right. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think you've dumbfounded us all. No, I just, I, I, it could be something like that. I just think that it's a red herring that the way they keep saying, you know, who's done this to you? Who put you in there? Who's done this to you? You know, they're trying to make people think that, oh, you know, someone's captured them and all that. I, I think it's, she's just lost her, her marbles. I also think that by the end of this, Vision will be alive. He's, he's yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I do like, not. And, do you that, think Vision's just going to disappear completely? Like, oh, no, 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 we're going to use no, no, it. no, no, no. It's I've got a solution for that in my Nerd Stradamus prediction. All right, we'll have to what hold on to dog. that. Yeah, hot dog. We're going. We definitely want to get over to that. Uh, any uh, final parting words? I mean, we're you're, we're all going to watch WandaVision to the end, right? I mean, there's. It's not like my God, I'm never going to watch another episode. Fuck yeah! Oh, right. oh yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, I mean. I think it's just a slow burn, I, and I'm excited. I'm excited for the the road we're going on. I think it's going to be. I think it'll pay off. All right, I it'll think so too. Off. I agree with you. I, I agree. I agree. I think it'll pay off. I, I think it's just slow start. They're trying to create this artsy oh. fartsy, and uh, and I think it'll. it'll Can pay I have off. one it'll thing? Be, it'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think you're going to see Darcy in the Wandavision um, bubble. She, she's not going to no, be in the bubble. So no, no, no. She's, she's on the outside. Be, she's on the outside. She's going to be yeah. the physicist that they call in as an expert to try and figure out what's going on with this field distortion. Or she's already working for Sword. We don't well, know. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. thing. But uh, yeah, but that's going to be that's going to be her. She'll never be in the bubble. She'll be no, she'll no, be no, no. You can tell. They you call can tell in. The, right. You can tell from the trailers and stuff that they showed, like her and Jimmy Woo and all those are on the outside. So, which I love. Yeah, that. I love the fact that they're using these. These third tier characters, I think that's really you know that's not even third tier. That's Marvel. Justin that's Marvel Justin using Hammer, canon, you know. Justin Hammer is third tier. Darcy and Jimmy Woo are like seven. No one remembers them. I'm surprised you remember Jimmy Woo's name. <laughs> well, Megatron. Hey, Megatron. Yeah, we're we're in a time warp. Uh, it almost is like an 80s time work, which kind of reminds me of. Uh, a retro review. Uh, oh. Podman Ron, oh. I think you've got to say uh, a retro review. And the retro reviews, just to remind the listeners, are basically uh, movies that we're just getting caught up on that may be 5, 10, 20 years old. Uh, I do have a. I've, I've got two. Uh, they're, 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 uh, they're connected. And, uh, I, you know, I had my 87 year old mother over and I had to watch a movie with her. And what better movie than The Mighty Ducks to watch with your 87 year old mother? <laughs> oh, yes. God. And I had never seen The Mighty Ducks. Oh, wow. And, uh, I have to say, uh, I thought it was, would be a funnier movie. <laughs> and I cannot believe that this, was popular back in the day, and I cannot believe it spawned two sequels. Um, it was it was terrible. I mean, that's, that, yeah, wow. I mean, uh, you know, I thought, okay, this will be funny, and you know, but it it was it was. Now she loved it. She <laughs> she was in suspense, and wow, okay. she loved it, and she at one point. She, wait, 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 me, wait, hold like, up, hold up, hold up. She was in suspense. <laughs> 
I don't remember oh, that being a was. very suspenseful movie. No, uh, for an 87 year old mom, <laughs> well, it is. I guess man. So. She, Every day is a suspenseful time. So one time she looked at me and I was talking about the bad guy. She's like, someone should just kill his ass. I'm like, Jesus Christ, mom. It's just a, it's just a hockey game, woman. It's a child's hockey game. He's a coach for it. I mean, it, it, it was a little absurd. Uh, this, it was kind of, I like how Emilio Escobar went from, you know, the first movie. He was, he was this mean lawyer that, you know, had to do DUI and become, with a he, like, he well he became with a heart of gold, and then at the second movie they hardly even talk about him being a lawyer anymore. He's like a professional hockey player, so it was so bad. It uh, was just... Alex, are you pulling a Podman Ron and having uh, some Doritos? Yeah, what the hell, man? Um, actually, I'm having buttermilk ranch rice crisps. Okay. That sounds that's that's literally good. the crispiest thing you could think of. <laughs> yeah, I need something crisp. I could have a marshmallow, or I could have these. I needed some. I needed something to uh, express my boredom by the Mighty Ducks. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. So, did you watch? I have a fun fact. Oh yes. Fun facts for everybody. Uh, PMR. Did you realize who the the tough kid with the heart of gold was? I realized who. He was not the tough kid, but I do realize that the main kid was Joshua Jackson, which yeah, I'm going to blow your mind about. here in a second. So the the tough but kid. But I also realized that Joshua Jackson, <laughs> his mom was like the love interest in the first movie, and then the second movie, she wasn't even around, and like she, he's like already banging somebody else, the coaches, and I'm like, well, what happened to this wait, guy's mom? Wait, wait, you. you know? You said you watched Mighty Ducks. How many Mighty Ducks movies did you watch with Gangy? Two. <laughs> so the first one was so bad, you started the second one? Well, I have to entertain an 87-year-old woman. <laughs> you, for, you forgot how right. suspenseful these movies are. I mean, that first one is a fucking cliffhanger, I tell you. <laughs> I mean, you know. All right, so... Do you know who, he was the taller kid? He was the tough kid. He was the kid from the streets. Yeah, you know, well, who and, is that? I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Foggy Nelson from the Daredevil TV show. Get the fuck out of here! I blew your mind. My mind Foggy, is blown. It's Foggy Nelson. But but I would like to say I blew your mind earlier this week when I revealed that Walter Goggins <laughs> was a freshman at your alma mater. Yeah, Walter Goggins and Julia Roberts went to my high school. And Julia Roberts were went to Campbell High School. Well, I, I'm mind just, blown. I'm uncomfortable about you guys talking about blowing all the time. So, uh, <laughs> so are, are those your two retro reviews, Ronnie? Is uh, Pop yes, Man, uh, or, uh, uh, yes, and I would, one and two. I would give them both. I would give them both a one on both of them, <laughs> and. And for anybody who ever said those are great movies, those are not great movies. Those, I, I how they even the nineties were just terrible movies. I guess Jesus Christ. Well, the early nineties. So I've got a wonderful retro review. Oh, let's hear it. Got? So I introduced my children, and I bought the movie. I could have found it on some streaming service, I'm sure, for for uh, a uh, for free. But I said no. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's going in my collection. It's going on the Pantheon. Let's hear it. I set my kids down. 
I pressed play, and the weekend before last, we watched the Stallone classic, Over the Top. Ah, yes, yes. Oh, winner takes it all. Loser, loser takes, takes it all. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's yeah. a good one. Did They, they learned a little I bit have about... no idea. Uh, <laughs> what y'all are talking about. They arm wrestled the rest of the weekend. Oh, my God. I mean, they, <laughs> your kids are into oh wrestling God. in the first place. Now you're kind of, you're really kind of really narrowing it down to arm wrestling, not just regular wrestling, right? No, arm wrestling. Yeah, so arm they, wrestling. they call each other out and they just, they just, boom, now. Wow. We're settling this dispute now <laughs> like kings. Wow. Arm yeah. wrestling. Uh, do you, do, That's the way to do it. No more fighting. You know, yeah. they can just arm wrestle their arguments, their disagreements. Do, do they so. learn the Stallone, Stallone trick where uh, uh, where he kind of or Hawk, I should yeah. say, right? Yeah. Where he yeah. moves his <laughs> hand over. Is that illegal? Is that what is Hawk doing? Yeah, he would he would he would almost do like spirit fingers. He'd fan out his fingers, <laughs> yeah. and then he would cover the other guy's thumb right. like in slow motion, right? And I guess, like, because he controlled – that was what over-the-top was. It, it, right. Over-the-top wasn't winning. It was going over-the-top was, like, going over the top of the other guy's thumb. <laughs> that was, like, the secret move that Hawk would do. Which seems like it win. should be illegal. I mean, I don't know what the rules I, are, but, yeah. You'd think. You'd no. think. But, yeah, Hawk would go over the top. He got that fucking and, truck. Uh, it's a great film. It is Cinematic a good. It is a good one. Masterpiece. I, I. It is, and you're right. I, I've said <laughs> within the past three years, maybe I have watched it on some streaming service. I want to say Amazon Prime, but I don't know if it's still there. But yeah, it's a horrible, horrible movie. Uh, Robert Loggia, I think, was the uh, father-in-law. The bad guy. Right. Yeah, father-in-law. <laughs> uh, classics. That's classic Stallone. They kidnap his grandson, <laughs> whisk him away to a private jet, and fly him fly him somewhere. And then the kid, when the when the when the turn when the the crescendo tournament starts, uh, the kid bullies the plot the his limo driver and pilot into flying him back to Vegas. <laughs> and then doesn't he? Doesn't the kid drive to the the tournament or something? Yes. Isn't there like a wacky he, highway chasing sort of? Yeah, something? he drives to the tournament. Yeah. yeah, he drives to the tournament. And then apparently no charges were ever pressed about uh, uh, about uh, Hawk driving his, yeah. his semi through the the uh, Beverly Hills uh, uh, <laughs> mansion. <laughs> mansion. <laughs> yeah, good Jeez, good Christ. times. Good times. Great film, right, Alex. That, that is a great great film. film. I will, uh, have you watched that with your with your mother, Podman Ron? Would that be a good movie? For no, you? you know what? I where, where did you? Uh, is it on a streaming service? I, I, will I think watch it's, it's got to be somewhere or another. Yes, that one that would be a good one for her to watch. I will. I will. I will put that on the list and watch it. <laughs> Only if it has suspense. Only if it has. has it it's a little suspenseful. Enough, right? it's, it, yeah. it will be suspenseful. I think so. Uh, I like when the guy is about to arm wrestle and he eats the cigarettes to intimidate the person he's going to arm wrestle. <laughs> or or d doesn't somebody drink like uh, motor oil? Motor There's oil. A guy okay. that I thought motor it was like lighter before. fluid or something. <laughs> no, he drinks motor oil before right. he uh, he arm wrestles. And those, oh, uh, I, I'm sure you've done the the <laughs> research on it, Brian. But I think a lot of those guys were like real professional arm wrestlers, where they did the the stand up interviews where they're talking to the camera, and then they would yeah, turn yeah. over to Stallone, who by comparison is like a wimpy little character, because these guys are like huge, 
you know, huge, beefy guys. Then you go to Stallone, who is huge and beefy within himself, if you don't mind me saying. But yeah, uh, Stallone's huge and beefy if you if you start the camera at like the four foot. Mark. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. It's like you had these giant, like you know, seven foot, eight foot tall monsters, and then little Stallone there. But he knew that secret that with the fingers, if he Billy, knew that secret. If Billy Barty was the cameraman, Stallone <laughs> looks like the Hulk. Stallone looks like the Incredible Hulk. But if you Hulk. put a nor- that can if you put that camera in a normal human being's hands, he's, yeah. you know, a foot shorter than everybody else. <laughs> uh, but, well, there you go. Uh, both Podman Ron and Alex, I think that's, that should definitely be your homework assignment to, to find over the top. And if you can't find it, then damn it, you buy it like Ryan. Do, be and a you man. Know what, be a man. What I think is next on my docket, Stallone's cliffhanger. That would, I haven't seen that one in a while. That's good. Uh, yeah, that would be good. it's got Yondu in it. Michael Rooker yep. is the bad. He's guy. He's the bad guy in that. Yep. Well, and John Lithgow. Yeah, and Dana Delaney was she the female lead? Uh, is it Dana Delaney or is it uh, some other nineties chick? Some other nineties. I think chick. it's. Yeah, I think it's the chick from like Evening Shade or something. Um, or what was that? What was that? <clears throat> Northern what was exposure. That sh- Northern Exposure, that's the one. Yeah. It's the it's the, the the female lead from Northern Exposure. Uh, Jana Turner or Janine yeah, Turner? Janine Turner. Janine, Janine Turner. Turner, yep. Jesus Christ, how do I remember that? I can't remember where I put my keys at, but I remember Janine Turner from fucking Northern Exposure. All, all good stuff. Uh, Alex, uh, did you have a uh, retro review for us? It's not really retro. But I watched Chef by Jean Favreau uh, the other night. Um, a good film uh, compared to whatever the hell y'all were just talking about. Um, and, and the reason the reason you're boring us with a fucking review of Chef is because it's Jon Favreau. His, that's the connection with the nerd universe, right? Otherwise, that's, that's we would pretty, not be talking. Much it. Otherwise, we would not be talking about a food truck movie. Hey, hey, I, w- I will go on record as to say Chef is by far the best thing in John Favreau's uh, wow. cinem- c- cinematic well, evolution. I think it's, have it's, you not it's seen magnum- it is his, it is his magnum opus, as, wow. as people like I watched say. that movie, Alex. It wasn't that great. Whoa, I mean, it was, enjoy- was, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable, but, like, you know, I mean. Uh, have you not seen a- Swingers, Elf? The Mandalorian, Iron Man, that's no, Iron Man. None, none of them are none of them are as good as no. Chef. I'm sorry. Oh my I god, he loves John Leguizamo. Well, I, I do. I really do. Well, yeah. Podman that Ron, movie, that movie has just fine elegance about it, and wow. the cooking, and yeah. uh, the dialogue, and it's, the plot. It's almost just inspirational. Watch, watch the Food Network, son. It'll be just the same. <laughs> Podman no, Ron, no, you need to encourage this behavior. Player. If this if this movie inspires Alex to quit college to start a food truck, you may be off the hook here. I mean, this may yeah, be a good money for you, Podman Ron. You need to no, hell no. <laughs> no. Think of the money you'd save. Yeah, he could. You could <laughs> knock over that stupid man shed you got, and uh, that's where the food truck could sit. No, 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 no. I, I'm actually liking this idea. Keep talking. Well, no. I think that's a good. So, so what's the basic premise of Chef? I've I've not seen it. 
chef is a about chef. a, a <laughs> is about a chef who worked at a, a very a very fancy restaurant who's very notable and very respected for his craft and then this critic comes in and and he's cooking the same menu because the owner wants him to and he gets a really bad review and it like and hates he, his career a rat so shows like, up <laughs> a great cook <laughs> yeah okay. I like it. yeah okay and so then he's like well fuck all this shit i'm gonna go get a food truck and start banging sofia vergara again as my Ooh, ex-wife and nice. that's basically the plot of the movie okay no it's really good it's this cute father-son story about them traveling across the country who's the father truck. favreau or legazama favreau favreau is the father <laughs> And John Leguizamo is the son. Yeah, I would John prefer John. <laughs> yeah, he is. But no, it's this, it's this really sweet movie that that really made me. You know, it, it really made me feel nostalgic of when I was a kid with my own. <laughs> when I had my own oh, food truck, oh. it, it, it was very beautiful. You should. It was very it, beautiful and very. It, me, and I, it reminded I it me quite wonderful. It reminded me of my father at his failed comic book shop. <laughs> the man I wish he was. Ouch. Damn. Wow. That's rough. Uh, well, without... It's a really, really good movie. Uh, and I, I actually have two retro reviews that uh, we started watching... Uh, well, yeah, two complete ones. Uh, last week... Odin and I started watching uh, and actually watched all of Seven Samurai. I got we're we're going through a, wow. a, a Kurosawa marathon, uh, so we started with Seven Samurai, which is uh, it, it's actually a very watchable movie, even though it's like three hours, three and a half hours long. Uh, he stayed awake for the whole thing. Uh, proud of, proud of him for that. And then this past weekend, we tried to watch Rashomon. Uh, and he was out like a light within 30 minutes on that one. So it's a little bit more of a slow burn. So I switched over from Kurosawa over to Hitchcock, and we ended up watching oh. Rear Window and Psycho. And nice. it, it was funny. It really, oh, man. Rear Window is it's not necessarily a great movie. It's, it's a kind of an interesting movie in the fact that I'm sure everybody here has seen Rear Window. Right, Alex? Yes. Uh, uh, but the whole thing, even though is, you know, everybody knows the premise, which has been mocked on, you know, The Simpsons and everywhere else, where Jimmy Stewart's broken leg, he ends up just watching his neighbors and he thinks there's a murder and stuff like that from using, you know, neighbors in the apartments across from him. The whole thing was filmed in a soundstage as opposed to, you know, mm-hmm. on location and everything. So it was kind of interesting that they actually had the, the biggest soundstage that uh, Universal, I think it was. Uh, had uh, so that was kind of interesting, and then we watched the uh, Psycho, and the kind of the fun part about that watching it with a fourteen year old is he had no fucking clue about the end. He was like, I didn't expect that at all. You know, he thought that oh, yeah. the mother was doing all oh, the really? killing and everything. So, uh, you know, watching watching movies with uh, fresh eyes there was kind of exciting. Well, that's, that's pretty nice. cool. Yeah. I, I remember Psycho being spoiled to me, I think, in, like, eighth grade. And so when I watched it recently for the first time, it's kind of, you know, it's one of those movies that's hard to watch when you know what yeah, the twist yeah. is. It's still really good, but it's just like, man, I would just love to not have known anything about this movie beforehand. And then it would just been great. But it's still a good movie. Rear Window, I think, is the superior film, in my opinion. But Grace Kelly was hot. 
She's for the MILF minute. Grace Kelly gets it. <laughs> so Grace be Grace Kelly get it. I think that'd be the gil- gilf minute. Yeah, you're right about that. That that's true. Uh, and then maybe Gilf's Audrey Hepburn. But <laughs> no, Audrey Hepburn is. Yeah, I agree with you there. What that she's hot, like father, like son. No, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, she's very hot, man. <clears throat> most uh, beautiful woman to ever exist. Wow. Breakfast at Tiffany's. That's she was amazing okay. in that movie. That, she, oh my she's god, she's the most talented actress of all time. Um, I have oh, her man. as the screensaver <laughs> of my phone. She's oh my beautiful. What? Can you send us that? You really have Audrey Hepburn as a screensaver? It's not really a screensaver. Oh, okay. It's like a widget that has ah. like a picture, but it's, it's like a spank saver. Yeah, I was about to say. It's more of a spank bank. I've got Audrey Hepburn, I'm Sophia Vergaris. I'm sending it right now. I, I mean, it's not the proudest thing I've ever sent, but it, it, I just submitted our no, little... Not, not your proudest yeah. moment at all. He photoshopped her on Sofia Vergara's body. Well, we, you know, if, <laughs> there you go. Thank you for that, uh, Alex. Uh, you know, speaking of Audrey Hepburn, at the uh, Grant House during our Halloween marathon, uh, we watched one of my wife's favorite quote-unquote horror <laughs> movies, uh, which is Wait Until Dark, with Audrey Hepburn playing a uh, young, blind... Uh, married uh, couple living in New York. So that was, wow. and it was good. It's a horrible movie. It's a s- completely stupid movie, but uh, it's, it's, it's even the title's watch. stupid. She didn't have to wait long the best, to be in the dark. She didn't. No, the whole thing. <laughs> the, the, best, the best Audrey Hepburn movie is by far and away Roman Holiday. Uh, fantastic uh, movie. Definitely oh, check that one out. That's yep. a good. Cary Grant. Like, Boy, these Red yep. reviews are going, they're going back, aren't they? Yeah, this is some they're deep going, cuts. They're going cinematic. We're going through film history right now. We need cuts. like a palate cleanser after this. Anybody well, got a flasher? Hey, all, all, hey <laughs> I'm, I'm going through my screenwriting class right now. I'm, I'm film is in the brain. Currently. Well, you know what? So you, you need to connect with Brian because he's got a bunch of uh, great ideas. Uh, you know, and, and uh, speaking of not so great ideas, for our next podcast, I think I'll probably have a retro review of uh, Deep Impact and Armageddon as we're we're studying astronomy oh, in school. God. And so I said, you know what, we're going to watch what really happens <laughs> if an asteroid turns into a meteorite and crashes on Earth. <laughs> All right. We're going to see what Professor <laughs> Michael Bay has to say on the subject. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So that's what we're going to be looking at next week. But uh, before we get into that, I want to know what you guys might be looking at. What you looking at? All right. So, so Brian, what are you? What? Uh, what kind of uh, what 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 you looking at nowadays? What's 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 something we may not have heard about that you've uh, that's piqued your interest? I have started. I think I've told you guys. It's been at least ten years since I've watched this, uh, but I've started to go back through The Wire. Oh, I've not seen it. Oh, The Wire is excellent. And most critics, it's like in the top five, yeah. top three list. The Wire's fantastic. Like it's so good, so good. So. HBO Max. I've got all five seasons sitting there. Why not? Uh, my wife. My wife hadn't seen it, so she's getting to enjoy it. And I'm getting to enjoy it through Excellent. her eyes. And does that remind us who is in that? Everybody. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what I was about to say, right? 
pretty much everybody that's been in any show over the past like 20 years started in the wire you've got lance reddick was in it you've got uh uh idris elba uh is in it um, elbow we love elbow yeah idris elbow man uh you've got uh um you, you just watch it and it's like holy cow this guy was here this guy was here this guy was here this guy was here it's it's lots of people that were on the walking dead were on it lots of marvel sort of extra characters are in the wire uh it's, it's a fantastic show and the reason why everybody gets cast over and over again is cuz it's such a good show you know everybody's like oh cool i get to work with this actor who's on my favorite tv show of all time so Wire's excellent. And what's neat about The Wire is the seasons change and focus on – it's all set in Baltimore, but it, it the seasons change and kind of focus on the different aspects. Like season one's all about the homicide division, the narcotics division, uh, a little bit of the of the, uh, uh, um, jur- uh, the judicial system, uh, and then the, obviously like the drugs, right? But season two, it opens, it opens it up to the Port Authority. Right. And I think it's like season four uh, brings the reporters and stuff in. So you kind of see the different it's not the same season over and over, but you see like the problem presented at different levels and from different angles uh, as the series goes on. It's fantastic. Fantastic show. Highest marks. All right. And uh, Podman Ron, have you seen The Wire or Alex? I have not, but it is on my list. I, I also have not. It, is it, now it is, is on my list. Uh, Brian, is it gangy friendly? Uh, no. It depends on how PMR feels about watching nudity with his mother. Um, <laughs> well, you know, trust me. Okay. Yeah, you know, I've already done that. There, so. <laughs> it's awkward. It's very awkward. <laughs> We've crossed that line years ago. Yeah, it's awkward to like, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I love that Gangi has gotten so much airplay on this episode of the podcast. I swear yeah. to God, Podman Ron, can we, when if you're not feeling well, can we just get Gangi on here to replace you? I wanted her as a special confused, guest. But... I wanted her as a special guest, and he said no. I know. I don't know why he won't. If you could get her to get in here and give us a fucking review, do you know what kind of sponsors we would get? Maybe maybe next time. Maybe I can get A-R-B. her except she's at the house. ARP. Jitterbug phones. Yeah. A lot of stuff here. <laughs> Golden Bless Corral. Reverse mortgage <laughs> options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was slow. Sorry about that. There you go. Slipping uh, Oh, my God. All right. So, yeah. So, I think if we could get Gangi on here, I think that would be great. Uh, Alex, what are you checking out? Um, Currently, uh, I'm like seven of eight episodes through Defending Jacob with Captain America of Fame, Chris Evans. And that's um, on Apple Plus? Or Apple TV it's Plus. On Apple TV, Apple TV Plus. Terrible name, but yep, that's the one. Um, it's pretty good. Um, I, I think I think it's really solid. Uh, it's a little slow in the middle, and honestly, it's kind of boring at this point. But it's a mystery, <laughs> and you got to stay through the mystery. So I'll tell you what. So I'll, I'll bring it back next week when I when I finish it out. We'll open up with my finishing. It's either going to be great or horrible. Jacob. I can't wait for that review. It's either going to be great or a loss of nine hours today. 
but it's it's got it's you are got going a, to school too, too right yeah okay sure okay just um, want to make sure <laughs> but yeah it's it's fine i think chris evans does a really good performance um and that's about it so far uh but if it pays off then it'll be a great show and i'll highly recommend it right now eh, it's fine um but the best thing i've watched over this break and I, i've watched a decent amount of stuff over this week uh would have to be um aaron sorkin's written and directed film the trial of the chicago seven it's a great great little film um not and, really little and what act uh, what, actors from, what actors or directors from uh, the marvel universe are in that Anybody we know? Well, not from the Marvel Universe, but we have Eddie Redmayne from okay. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him. We Ugh. have uh, Bor- we have Bor- we have Borat. Borat is in the movie. Very nice. Very nice. And uh, that's about it. Oh no, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's also in there, uh, and he does a really good performance. <sighs> it's, a, it's a great little 1960s. Okay, so Dark Knight, uh, film. Dark Knight Rises. So there you go. There's yeah, the connection. Yeah, you know. So all of our should yeah, we Dark should, Rises. should we make a rule that all of our uh, either retro reviews or what you're looking at should have some sort of connection to the Marvel or DC or superhero universe? Or Star Wars? Oh, yeah, Lord. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll I do that. Agree. Okay. So that's that's our rule for that. That's our rule. Um, other than that, no, I haven't watched anything else. Um, that's pretty much it. I think I might watch uh, some. I make. Oh, I started The Five Bloods, but I haven't finished it. Uh, which the Five Bloods, the late and great. It's it's very weird. Uh, the pacing's very off and kind of off putting, but it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's off and off putting. It's making its way. Uh, I've gone about halfway through it. It's like two and a half hours, and it's very, very a lot. So yeah, it's very, very a lot. Well, <laughs> hey, good luck in that screenwriting. It's- uh, class of yours, stick with it. <laughs> Obviously, watching yeah. Defending Jacob is not helping you out much in it, but uh, you, you, you're a good no, kid. You'll be, you'll be doing fine. Uh, well, my oh, connection uh, uh, is, uh, I think I told last time we've been watching the mi- we finished up the middle as kind of a, a group watch thing of the family. And great uh, show, great, great show. show. Uh, I, I uh, we started at least. Part of the family started Parks and Rec, which Podman Ron, I know oh. you're a fan of. Fantastic um, show. With the, one of the best ever. Uh, with the Chris Pine connection there. There's there's my connection on that one. Uh, but Chris, Chris Pratt. 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 Thank you. Yes. Pratt. Sorry. Sorry. Um, the, uh, you know, it, but it's, it's not very family friendly. So <laughs> I, I realized that after like two episodes or something like that, I'm like, oh, this was a mistake. So Odin and I are, are watching that together. And I'm, uh, you know, I started watching it a while back, rewatching it, uh, and never finished. I dropped off at like whenever she got to be, when she was running for senator or whatever it was. I kind of fell fell off on. Oh, so, council, yeah, it's yeah. kind of dumb then. Yeah, while. so we'll see if we can stick with that. But that's what I'm wa- watching or looking <laughs> at. Podman, nice, nice. Well, uh, first of all, I want to say, Brian, I finished The Shield with uh, my 87-year-old woman, uh, 87-year-old mama. And, uh, Brian, you were right. Brian, you were right. It is a very uh, icky uh, season finale, series finale. It, you feel pretty disgusted by the end of it. Yeah. There's nothing There's, there's nothing, nothing good about, about it at all. Yeah. No, no. It was just... It wasn't a bad ending. It was just an icky ending. I mean, it's, I mean, and considering the show, it, 
probably ended the best way it possibly ever could have. Um, Not for Shane. So, yeah, you know, Shane or uh, Ronnie, I mean, both of them. I mean, Vic was the only one that escaped out of all that. But, yeah, it was just a weird season ending. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm surprised that uh, they've never come back with it or tried to reboot it or not reboot it, but revisit it. Because, you know, they left a lot of – there was a lot of uh, things – Kind of not cliffhangers, but you know the whole thing about Dutch and the the kid who killed his mom and tried to blame it on Dutch, and they never really went back with that. Or just uh, I don't know. I'd like to see them revisit that universe and just see what's going on. But whatever happened to the video of Acevedo? Yeah, absolutely. Stuff like that. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that they just kind of like. Oh well, we're we're ending the show, so we're done. We'll just wrap up the main stuff and be done with it. <clears throat> But uh, but what I'm watching now, what we went on to, we were going to go on to the wire, and uh, that was really that was my have. plan. I know, but we started watching uh, Sons of Anarchy, the, uh, and uh, which is a really really good show. I mean, it's in the same vein as The Shield and as Justified. I, I'd say it's more close to the Justified. Um, it's really, and I know it's from some of the same people. And it's really a good show. I mean, it's it's uh it's kind of funny. It's kind of good action. It's a uh, anti-hero type show. It's uh it's good. Uh, I I and we're mom enjoys it. What she understands of it, and you know, we there was one episode that you know has a chronic masturbator, so that was kind of enjoyable to watch with my mom about this guy who can't keep his hands out of his pants and masturbates. (laughs) So she got a kick out of it. She's like, look at that guy. What's he? He's all playing with himself. So yeah, that was, uh, yeah. I mean, do you, do you just uh, do, do the reverse of what you did when you were a kid and watching a movie on cable and all of a sudden there's a sex scene or whatever and you're like, uh, I probably should leave now. Do you like get up and leave or you just you just stay there with, with Genki? Watch, <laughs> watch the man I masturbate. No, I mean, I, you know. Turn the volume up for Turn it up. Turn what, it up, Ronnie. What's he saying? What's he saying? <laughs> I mean, she got a big kick out of it. I'm sure but she my did, God, yeah. It's embarrassing. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's a good show. If you guys, uh, if any of you have not watched it, that's uh, that's a good show to go on to. Brad, I, I mean, I wouldn't. It's not kid friendly at no. all. But only for gangy. Yeah, only for gangy friendly either. But uh, yeah, only for aging. It's not parents. gangy friendly, but uh, <laughs> she's watching it. So, but yeah, that's that's what I'm checking out, and it's uh, it's a good it's a good show. I. I See, I feel like um, the wire is the wire is funny. Like, like it's, but it's. I think the wire is probably. I would like to get your take on how close it is. You know, uh, um, of, of, to, of to, detective to that shows world. that Ronnie's yeah, watched. Like a, yeah, that that sort of thing. Like, <laughs> it's right in your wheelhouse. You like that kind of stuff. Uh, and for what I understand, it's like the most people say it's like the most realistic portrayal. It's really cool. There's one. There's we just finished an episode, and like the it's towards the end of season one, uh, and there's there's all this infighting with the police department and different different interests, narcotics, homicide, the uh, the majors wanting them to close the case down, that kind of that kind of stuff, and they're constantly fighting until a cop gets shot, 
and then boom, it's like it doesn't matter. Like they they close ranks, and all these people that yeah, are like yeah. at each other's throats the entire time, they're like boom, they're like nope, it doesn't matter. I hate this guy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like we're family. It's it was really that was a really cool episode in and of itself. But uh, yeah. I really do want to watch it. I mean, because I've heard I've heard nothing but good stuff about it, and I'm a big Idris Elbow fan. So he loves Idris Elbow. I do, man. He's awesome. Should have been James Bond, but you know, Stringer Bell. Whatever. He's uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I two uh, things. Oh no, go ahead. My bad. I no, go ahead, Sal. Oh, I'm good. I'm done. Uh, I feel bad. Uh, I, I I was looking through my Netflix and my recently watched, and I realized I had missed two things I had watched for Retro Rewind, and I feel stupid now. Well, next week, but, save it for next time. Save it for next time because all right, I'll I, save it next time. Keep, keep that in there. I but, just one of them was the con, one of the connections was to the shield, and I just I was gonna I was gonna bring it up because I thought we we'd all had seen it, and it'd be a good little uh, the best retro we want rewind possible. <laughs> all right, go ahead, bring it uh, up. I love you, love right. go. Go with it. All right, I got a Nerdstradamus hey. review. We've promised the fans. I know we've got to get to Nerdstradamus. All right, let's let's go to your shows. I'll hold it for next week. Hold, hold, hold on to it. For forget next about week. it. He won't. Right, we'll I remember. Will we'll trust remind me. Him. Oh, fucking trust me. I, I after watching it again, I will never forget. All right, <laughs> hey, vice principals. No, no. no. Okay. All right. um, just that was just a gift. Film. Ah, okay, excellent. All right, yeah, we'll hold it because if it's something that we want to talk about, let's hold it uh, for a future podcast. And speaking of future. Uh, this is where I would normally put in some Nurse Sir Thomas music, but I don't have any. I was going to say, yeah, you got to come up with a Nurse Sir Don- Nurse Thomas music. I right? didn't know if Nurse Sir Thomas <laughs> would be back, but he is just like magic. Doug Henning magic. Uh, Nurse Sir Thomas, tell us what you see in the future. What does the future bring to us in the movies and the TV world? Well, this starts with a rumor we've gotten this week that uh, Chris Evans is not completely done with the Captain America role. Uh, now he's, and we talked about it last, or on the last podcast that he said, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, he's feigning ignorance, but the rumors are that Chris Evans is, uh, is probably coming back to the role of, of Captain America in some form or another. And so the question is though, if he's only coming back for one project and notice I didn't say film, if he's only coming back for one project, <clears throat> what's it going to be, especially considering the whole goal of, of winter soldier, and Falcon is to give the shield is to pass the mantle, right? So my prediction is we're going to see a six-part cap Disney Plus TV show that is going to be him returning the Infinity Stones back to where they should go, right? Because we know he did, and we know he went back in time. <clears throat> and in doing so, there's lots they can basically kick off Phase 5 if they want to, by doing this and have it all tie back to the first Avenger. So I would propose, and what I believe is going to happen is they'll start in reverse order. So he'll go back in time with the final episode, landing him with a Peggy in the fifties. Right. And so he's returning the stones back and going back in time in reverse order. So most recent's first, right? If you do that, well, the first stone that's going to get returned is going to be the mind stone to the vision. And so you get to introduce, you get to bring vision back, 
after Wanda's gone nuts, right, and that story's played out, you get to hit Wakanda, and I, 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 it's pretty easy. Once he's got the Mind Stone, Suri was already working on him. She backed up his consciousness. The Mind Stone's there. Boom. We got the vision back, right? <clears throat> At that point, though, if he continues to go back in time to put these back in place, you could introduce a plethora of new characters and still have their, their introduction to the Marvel MCU be their first interaction with Captain America, right? <clears throat> so you could have uh, when he, he finally gets to face uh, – he faces off with uh, Red Skull one last time when he returns the, uh, um, the Soul Stone to Vormir. That'd be a pretty cool scene, right? <clears throat> you get to – at some point, he's got to go into space, right? He's got to go into space to return some of these stones. One of those stones is going to go to Xandar. So you get to introduce the Nova Corps and Richard Ryder, if you want to, meeting Captain America. Yeah. <clears throat> you can go back. Um, sorry. You can go back to uh, the I, 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 I think you just bored yourself there, Brian. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can go back to the 60s. He's got to get into – so that could be a part of how he gets into space or how he, he needs to lean on somebody to help him return a stone in the 60s and bring Reed Richards in. Ah, you got to get Reed Richards Prior to the Fantastic Four, yeah. right? Reed before he begins the Fantastic Four. But you could even have, like, you know, Ben Grimm there, you know, uh, uh, Invisible Girl, all of them there prior to them getting their powers. But you just got to introduce the characters for a Fantastic Four movie. You could even do something like uh, you could introduce Wonder Man if you wanted to. Uh, and if you wanted to in like the 70s or 80s, wow. when he's returning that stone, that'd be what kicks off the mutants. Whatever happens in that episode leads cat. into the origin of the mutants and Professor X. You could even include Namor, Professor X, and, and do a version of the Illuminati. The Marvel Illuminati. That would be nice so to do, see. You could do Professor X and Magneto, a part of the story with the Cap that kicks off the mutants, and they and that's wow. how that's how it all starts. I mean, so that, that's use, pretty expansive. What you're talking about, they, they could have a lot of shit planned out, you know, actors lined up, and all that stuff. That's true, but I think they've already got actors lined up for a lot of this, right? I mean, I don't think it's it's. It would be a shock to everybody if John Krasinski is not Reed Richards, I think, at this point, right? And Emily Blunt is um, Sue, Sue Storm, right? I mean, right. they said they want to do it. They're the right caliber of actor. Uh, they're a package deal anyway, unless they get divorced in the meantime. It could happen. It seems like seems pretty easily, you know, done. But uh, it would even be kind of cool to have a moment where it's Cap Steve Rogers meeting Johnny Storm. Or Chris ah, Evans, yep. Captain okay. America, getting to beat Johnny Storm. Classic. And even even to an extent, like passing the baton in a wink-wink sort of way. So that's right. my uh, that's a that's a good Nostradamus. I mean, that's a that's a that, well, that would be. I that mean, it's, be it's it would be a good idea, but man, it's it's uh, very uh, just too much, Brian. Yeah, I, much. I don't know if Marvel would go through all that. <laughs> But they're, but well, think about what they're doing with WandaVision, like how high concept WandaVision is. This they're getting to launch. 
they get six whatever episodes to launch and not not give a full origin story of the X-Men, but introduce Professor X and and Eric Lyncher. Right? And then towards the end, there's a hint that whatever they did in that episode is the antithesis that started the mutants. You meet Reed Richards, Sue Storm, all that in a standalone episode them to solve something and he's the scientist that he can find because he can't he can't go back and talk to um uh tony's dad right yeah he can't talk to hank pym because they know him right so but he can go to reed richards who may be just kind of this fringe scientist at that point who then later on gets locked in the negative zone for 40 years right or 50 years so I mean, it's a good idea. It's a good idea, but I, and it would be, it'd be really cool. But I don't know. It'd be a neat way to tie a lot of stuff in. But I don't know. You also, but see, you've got to have something that's going to lure Chris Evans back. So what's the what's the log line to lure Chris Chris Evans back? Well, Uh, just to say you don't have to work out anymore, and you got to pay you. We're going to give you a lot of money. Ten minutes work, yeah. I mean, well, no, no. I think he's more about legacy. I think the, coming back to the character has got to be about legacy at some point. And if they come in and they say, "Guess what? Cap didn't just kick off this age of heroes. There's all these other heroes he touched that we didn't realize, and that's going to be the the phase five of the Marvel universe. It's all these characters that he interacted with that we didn't realize. So it's basically like a Secret Origins." Of all these characters, and Cap was the one cool. who started it. So it's my. Uh, but it'll probably be you got all this elaborate stuff, and it's really cool. But it'll probably be like something like you know he'll walk on screen for ten minutes and tell Falcon you're doing a good job and walk off. You did good, Sam. You did good. You did good, Sam. Now I gotta go shit in my depends. Oh, but and then at the end, you get to- <laughs> Brian's just ignoring you. I'm ignoring you at this point. At the end, you get to see him with Peggy, actually see him with Peggy, and you get to see that moment. Uh, and, I, and I think, yeah. and I think uh, Alex's screenwriting should take over from Alex here. Is, Alex is getting it, right? <laughs> where, but yeah, where you, are get we at? The, you get to see Peggy the Peggy Carter, where, where, a Catherine uh, or Audrey Hepburn-type character, meets with her <laughs> long-lost lover, Steve Rogers, for one last fleeing. See, now it... See, now I'm back in. <laughs> I think, but then we could have an affair there too. Maybe, maybe old Stark, you know, he's, he's been banging that for years and poor Steve just comes in and tries to be a homewrecker. Like, what the hell is there that, we man? Go. Oh, we were friends. You died. Leave us, leave, leave us to the alive man for a second. Jeez Louise. Leave it I'm to sure, the alive I'm man. Sure, I'm sure you need some some, I mean, great dialogue for a screenwriter. Can we just Thank pause you. for a second? I'm, hey, I'm and, sure. I'm sure Steve needs some blue pills after all that ice, man. I'm sure that thing's just small as I mean, can we just pause, Brian? Yeah. Brian, I mean, if you didn't know, I mean, if you didn't know that Alex and Podman Ron were related by their screenwriting talents, I mean, you would know, right? I mean, this is. They, I'm thinking off the top of my head. No, I, I know where you're thinking at, buddy. But uh, you're not too far from your father as far as his screenwriting abilities and and his yeah. his sensibilities of what makes for a great uh, story. <laughs> we ought to give Alex Ron's uh, retirement home detectives 
Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> reruns. Yeah. Hey, 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 let's not talk about that on the air here. Yeah. Warner Brothers has already been stealing ideas. HBO Max presents reruns. They're a couple of cops. My pitch was an update of what's happening. Like, what the hell just happened? What you looking at? What the hell just happened? Look at that. But uh but yeah, Alex, you can do a you can do a treatment and punch up Ron's script. Yeah. Just more For, more affairs. That's what I can provide. Just yeah, more that, that more sounds like illustrious uh, affairs. That sounds right up uh Podman Ron's alley. I See, think that uh Chris Evans if he comes back, it'll just be like a walk on. I don't really think it's gonna be I think they're just blowing up this and they're gonna give him a few million dollars just to come on. He don't he ain't gonna want to get back into Captain America's shape. He's too old and he hated it to begin with, you know. So I don't think he's gonna want to get back into the shape. To Actually, do anything. I did. I did have another little sort of epiphany about this. Uh, you could put him back in his Cap World War II outfit, he's with the leather bomber jacket and helmet and all. Yeah, which would yeah. be pretty cool. But he could hide some of the. Uh, I'm not quite. Yeah, Captain that's a good America's idea. Shape. And you know what? I would love a uh, invaders uh, back in the. Back in the day, type retro well, movie. Uh, he could he could want to you know. There, let's say there's a stone he doesn't movie. know what to do with. Or, or what about the stone that was going that was uh, on Earth uh, in the first Thor movie? Or sorry, in Captain America one, right? If they if he's got the stone, but uh, he could try and put it in the Mariana Trench, right? Yeah, he can do that. Let him do it. Namor. Namor. See, my theory behind Steve Rogers coming back, which I think I think both of these would be great. I, I don't I think if we want to have old man Rogers come back and talk, it would be fine. But I think the best position to put Steve Rogers is to make them you know, when we had Commander Rogers back in what, like two thousand eight and stuff, to make, oh, him yeah, that's sword, yeah. to make him the head of sword as an old man yeah. be the head of this new, this new. Yeah, because he was like, he was an old man feels, then too. Yeah, he feels so betrayed by Shield that maybe he thinks he can do a better job and like you know. He and back ties in into one division. Evidently. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. maybe the camera pulls out of the last episode and it's Steve Rogers there. I'm I'm going for Brian's title here as Nurture Domus. All right, some good predictions. <laughs> All right. And PMR's prediction I'm is you're both crazy. Yeah, probably. Mars' prediction is he's just going to walk on and slap Falcon on the ass and say, go get him, Sam, and that's it. And then mug for the camera, break <laughs> then, the fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> Norman do Bill, a, and then walk off. Yeah, I was going to say, do a roper stare at the camera and be done with it. That's all we need. <laughs> all right, well. That's bad taste to yawn at the podcast. <laughs> Well, Thank you. As the yawn tells you, uh, that that about wraps up our podcast. I think for tonight, guys. Again, um, you know, I, I think uh, Podman Ron, if you can give it a listen uh, when we publish it and put it out there, let us know what you think about it. And of course, <laughs> <laughs> I'll write the review. I'll go ahead and write the review. If you can get us at least a three star review, that would be helpful. Uh, um, yeah. And Brian, have you outreached to uh, your uh, your cousins there to let them know we're back? I hey, have. I have. Excellent. Hey, and, uh, subscribe. Tell people to subscribe. Everybody subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe. Yeah, subscribe, subscribe to the, the new content. I'd like to get Gangi's, uh, you know, thoughts on 
on the podcast. The Mighty Ducks. Get, where she, get her. Where she, where we could uh, tighten things up for yeah. her demographic. Who's that? Who that? Who that? Who that? Who that talking? I'm telling you guys, oh, you oh, you all know enjoyment right. till you watch Gangy watch One Division. Born. <laughs> no, that was a shield. Well, uh, you'll have to let us know how uh, she enjoys this next episode. Maybe it'll be in color, and maybe that will even uh, screw her up even more. I really blow her mind. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, he's red. <laughs> Why is he red? Why is he red? Why is she throwing things at him, going through him? Oh, that old ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, we look forward to Gangi's review of One Division uh, on the next podcast. But until next time, save it for the podcast.